0: The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Backstory Let's Hear It on WTBR FM Pittsfield with Roberta McCulloch Dews of the Mayor's Office in the city of Pittsfield. Thanks for tuning in. So today we have with us Lucy Castaldo. Am I pronouncing that right, Lucy? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let me know if I'm wrong. But Lucy is a Pittsfield resident and the executive director of the Berkshire Art Center formerly known as IS-183. The center, which has its headquarters in Stockbridge, is that correct? Yes, right. has been a Berkshire County mainstay since it's founded in 1991 and most recently opened a satellite location on North Street in the city of Pittsfield. So a lot is happening for the Berkshire Arts Center. A lot is happening for Lucy, and we're going to dive right in. So, Lucy,
1: welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Roberta. <laughs> You're I welcome. have to say, I love the idea of this podcast. Oh, the great. The fact that you're recognizing people mm-hmm. in their wholeness, yes. I'm it's just so important to community building, and I'm really grateful to be on it. So well, you. I well, you are very welcome. And, you know, part of this show, it really
0: is about spotlighting individuals such as yourself who are making a difference in our community. And, I, you know, sometimes we can't get to everyone, but one person at a time, right? <laughs> right. One story at a time. All right. So I'm just going to dive right in because, you know, we have a lot happening with the Berkshire Arts Center. But before we can even get into the Berkshire Arts Center, Center, we have to get into Lucy, the person. (laughs) So Lucy, as a little girl, you grew up in Chatham, New York, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So that's right over the border. So that's right there for folks who are trying to figure out where Chatham is, if you don't know where that is. Um, Tell me a little bit about your childhood.
1: Well, Chatham was a beautiful place to grow up. Um, And I have to say, too, I did spend a lot of time in Pittsfield and dance classes Mm -hmm. and and all of that. But um, I think Chatham's—it's rural. Okay, um, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. How many and, folks would you say? Oh god, don't even ask me. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the worst. You know that game when you like have to yeah. guess the gumballs? Oh. I have no yep. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but very small town. Like I, in my uh, high school class, I had a, just a class of a hundred, so you wow. knew everybody since kindergarten. Wow. Um, Wow, that's pretty that's that's special. I feel like because you can
0: actually form relationships with folks that can last not only from when you're a child, but into adulthood. Yes. So that's pretty. And I think it harkens back to a time of community. Right. Um, But I also know that in in addition to that small town feel, the woodsy nature of Chatham really allowed you
1: to expand your imagination. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Um, I spent a lot of time playing in the woods <laughs> by myself, um, and I think I think there's a couple things I had to do with my my imagination and my curiosity. I think a big one is I'm an only child, ah, okay. and uh, and my parents were really, I, not, I w- wouldn't say concerned, but um, really focused on, on making sure I didn't grow up with the only child syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, stereotypical, spoiled, and yep. all of that, um, and they kind of employed a lot of tactics uh-huh. to... Battle that, okay, <laughs> um, and i I really think you know, introspective, looking back on it that that a lot of that had to do with my curiosity. Um, for example, they i I didn't I, I got an allowance, but mm-hmm. my allowance had to be spent on uh, doing a service project. Oh, okay. and it wasn't even just that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, having to do research into a community organization mm-hmm. and figure out something that I could make to to, you know, give that might help. Yeah. So, like, uh, care kits for Project Smile or painting suitcases for a domestic violence shelter. Like, How old were you when you were doing this? I don't know, like, seven to ten or something? Were your
0: peers <laughs> doing this as well? No. <laughs> no.
1: So, I mean, would you go to
0: school and they'd say, well, what did you do this weekend? You said, I painted a suitcase I... for the... Yes, I
1: was that kid. Wow. <laughs> I was that kid. But I think, you know, they, they were really focused on... Widening yeah. my horizons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of opportunities to travel. And I had a lot of opportunities. I was in Girl Scouts. Okay, yeah. So there were like a, mm-hmm. a lot of ways to learn about other people. Right. Um, different cultures, societal issues. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and I think all of that both got me curious. Yeah. But then also got me thinking about like, what can I do? Yeah. How can I be part of this big world that we're in? Um And then you mentioned the natural world, yeah. like two sides. You like
0: (laughs) to explore the woods and you actually
1: like to, nature was something that you gravitated to. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. And I think like the inner workings and the the kind of puzzle pieces of our, our internal space. I Mm -hmm. I know you're familiar with my work probably. Yeah. I, but for folks who may not know, I mean, your
0: work is so layered, and that that visual element to it, um, just putting it together, I think for folks almost to be able to have like a three D effect in in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I make uh, cut paper yeah. pieces. I, I do a, a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but um, but for cut paper, I I was very interested in working big. yeah. Um, I'm a tinier person. And <laughs> and I think, you know, I wanted to do installations and in this big work, but I wanted to do mm-hmm. things that I could do by myself yeah. um, and not need like a crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that came through in paper. And, and that's really when I started exploring yeah. internal systems and, and organisms uh, and then making these like layered sculptural pieces. That is
0: fascinating to me. Did you have any artists that you aspired to build be like or served as like mu- like a muse
1: or inspiration during that time? So many. Wow. Um, yeah, my, I would go to museums constantly. Like I basically lived at the Clark Art Museum. Yeah. And there's all these great stories of my parents literally driving or dragging me out uh, crying because I just wanted to spend more time. Oh. <laughs> so le- I just like I fell in love with yeah. so many artists yeah. and they were, you know, rock stars to me. Um,
0: so interesting. I mean, I think that when we're kids, we get our inspiration from so many different sources. And I think that for you, I mean, knowing that the museums were your home, like you love that. Um, it just the, the your imagination was filled with so many things, which is really important because I think as we look now, like kids today, their imagination I mean, it, it's it's definitely um, something that I would say um, there are many sources that try to fill it. Right. We think social media. We think all these other things. And nothing like good old-fashioned going outside, playing, exploring. You found, like, like an animal skull at one point <laughs> yes. or something. And yeah. tell me about
1: that. I, I found a little, like, muskrat skull or maybe it was a squirrel skull on our lawn. And it was it was totally clean. I was going to say, it just yeah. it looked like something you might buy in the store, and and I saw that as like that's something I also saw in museums yeah. and natural history museums, um, but it was like a treasure. Oh. You know, and and I think I think another kind of part of that was uh, I I was so upset by mm-hmm. like roadkill, yeah, um, or you know anything anything that had to do with like cruelty to animals. Um, but I think like this was a way to kind of like mm. memorialize that and appreciate it. Did you take like, it inside inner- and keep it? Sure did. And oh. now I have a whole collection. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> which which is actually a, a teaching tool. Um, so course. so I collect them and I clean them and. Um, yeah. And that's you know very side side part yeah. of me, but I actually use them in the in the art room. Um, so like I'll bring in the big cow skull and have kids guess what it is, and it's often wow. a dinosaur. <laughs> that you know what I mean?
0: A cow skull.
1: Where'd you get one of those? That was from Woven Roots Farm. Oh, um, the Salinettis actually invited me over after mm-hmm. coming to uh, one of my shows and seeing my my interest, and uh, they had just bought Woven Roots Farm over in Tiringham, and it was on the property they you know
0: uh... In terms of things you can find on a farm, <laughs> it, that's on the list, folks. A cow Typical.
1: skull, too. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, having having kids draw from the, ta- the cow skull and different yeah. skulls, and, and you know, learn about the natural world is uh, passion of
0: mine. I mean, I I think the 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 blend right of both worlds right the the science and the art. I mean, now yeah. there's a name. Where, I mean, people call it STEAM, right? So yeah. science, technology, engineering, art, and math, right? And so that and people understand. That there is this invaluable connection between all these different elements because it works both sides of your brain. Right. Right. And
1: yeah, I'm yeah. I'm the daughter of a, a, a author. Okay. Um, my mom's an author. Mm-hmm. And she writes books kind of based in science. Okay. Um, and has, has a biology degree. Okay. So there's that passion. And well, then there you go. My dad's an engineer. Um, and generations of engineers above him. So I, I think like the, the it's kind of bound to happen, and, <laughs> Lucy.
0: It's almost like, well, let's see what happens when bio and engineer comes together. Right. They produce a Lucy. An artist. Right, an <laughs> artist. Well, alright, so tell me about, you're, you're doing your 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 imagination is, um, is on fire. You're um, going to museums throughout the Berkshires. You're really having this magical childhood. And then in 1991 you attended the Berkshire Art Center, which at the time was IS one eighty
1: three. It was so. Here's here's the history throwback. Okay. So, so it was nineteen ninety seven. Um, okay, I, I was one in nineteen ninety one. Oh wow! Well, okay. Thank you. Nineteen ninety seven, but um, uh, so not right when it opened, but yeah. we did open then. Um, but it was actually called Interlaken School of Art at oh, that time. right. Okay. Um, and and honestly, I actually lost touch with it for um a number of years because I didn't know it changed its name. <laughs> oh, okay. And then and then later learned like, oh, that's that wonderful place that. I went to. So tell me about yeah. their,
0: your time there. So you were, you're were still like a little kid. Yes. So when you went, what was it like for you?
1: It was magical. You used exactly the right word. Um, <laughs> it, it was a place that, I mean, just walking onto the grounds, yeah. if, if you've been there, it's this massive, mm-hmm. um, it, it's not Victorian style, but it, for people, it looks like it's a yeah. Victorian building. Mm-hmm. It's bright yellow. It's wow. kind of like a castle yeah. um, in the middle of the woods. And um, in a residential area in yeah. Stockbridge, um, but it was a place filled with other kids mm-hmm. like me who just loved art, and and I liked being active. You know, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I just definitely wasn't a sports kid, mm-hmm. but I, um, you know, enjoyed all of that too. But yeah. this was camp, yeah, where I got to just make art all day, and even at lunchtime. So you found your people. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, wow, yeah, and and I just very distinctly remember like every single moment was filled with references to art so like lunchtime we played um sculpture tag like everything was infused with with art art <laughs> wow all right so then you had so after art camp
0: you said that there was kind of like a break at some point okay yeah. and then what did you do in the interim did you continue like associations with like art organizations or how did that
1: go yeah i um i was really lucky my parents actually put me i had like a, a kind of Group, not homeschool, but like yeah. a, like a private tutor mm-hmm. thing. Um, I was going to public school, but okay. it was like a thing I would go to yeah. with a, with a local artist. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these like different pieces. We're also really good friends with an illustrator yeah. um, that that lives in Chatham, and uh, you know I would go to their house and constantly see these real life artists yeah. in action. Um, and I was always making. I had very very lucky to have. Excellent teachers mm-hmm. all through school. Yeah, um, that always encouraged me, but also like always encouraged um, uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, never ever ever cookie cutter projects in any of my um, my art classroom experience. So
0: when you say that, what, what what does that translate to in terms of would they say, all right, Lucy, we give you sort of free reign to do whatever? Like, how did and, that work? You know,
1: there was structure, definitely, but it was like, let's look at this artist and what can you do? Um, and, you know, I th- I think maybe sometimes the projects would be very structured mm-hmm. and maybe I would go off a little bit okay. and make my own thing. And it was okay. That was celebrated. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like with
0: art it has to sort of have that fluid that fluid nature to it yes. right because it's art yep. and it's subjective and it's really from the person creating and you put something out there because it's coming from you yep. art is so personal yeah it's so personal um so you're you're doing all this great work and you're enjoying it and it's a passion when did you know that you wanted to turn this passion into your life's work
1: oh boy yeah Hmm. well so I went to Mount Holyoke Mm -hmm. and um I like in my senior year of high school I was really falling in love with art history Mm -hmm. like I I think before that point I didn't really know that it could be a, a career or something that you studied it was just like, sure, that's what I see in museums yeah. that I really love, but um, I, I just didn't think of it as, like, a, a broad thing that I could keep doing, right. um, and I remember sitting in my uh, high school senior room with Jude Harrigan, um, whose daughter went to Mount Holyoke, and that's yep. kind of that connection, too, um, and we learned about Hieronymus Bosch, and it was just, it was, the conversation was so exciting, uh-huh. and so I I fell in love with art history and realizing that that could be something that I later studied. Okay, um, And I think, because I've done some reflection on this recently, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I actually was applying to be a journalist. So funny. Interesting. <laughs> like, that was what I thought I was going to do, I, I guess. I barely remember this. And I don't know when it exactly shifted, and I'm, I'm assuming it was in my college art history classes. Oh, wow. I, I was waking up at 8 a.m., out the door, so excited to get to my art history class and sit there and look at slides, and it was just incredible. And um, I, I, in college, I coupled that so yeah. I was an art history major with an education minor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't let you double minor, but oh. I, I did technically a right, right, right. uh, double minor in um, in art studio. Mm-hmm. So I, I was living in these kind of three worlds of the very academic mm-hmm. uh, art history. Um, Art studio and, you know, keeping up with my creativity and and creating group shows um, of my peers in college and all Mm -hmm. that. but then also education and learning how to take those things that I love yeah. and translate them um, for others. Well, I mean, I think it's almost like it provided that sturdy foundation,
0: right? Because I think sometimes we've all heard like some of the like the the, the thoughts of like, "What are you going to be if you're an artist? You're going to starve. You're yeah. not going to be able. <laughs> you know, the starving artist, you know, trope mm-hmm. is one that is out there because sometimes people think, well, what can, what kind of career can you have? You know, you, you know, will you be always on that side of like wanting to whatever, you know, get to that level. And you obviously, you're there. I mean, but your journey to this point has been one that has filled you with so many experiences. So I, I want to, you know, I know that you have the Mount Holyoke experience. You curated a lot of shows when you're at Mount Holyoke, too. Yeah. So you did your thing. Yep,
1: yep. Were
0: there Was there like one
1: show that stood out to you? Uh, I did one uh, that was in the five colleges mm-hmm. that was themed around um, music lyrics. Okay. So it's called Don't Pass Me By, which is a, a Beatles song. Yep. And yeah. Um, uh, everybody was challenged to create a new piece of work mm-hmm. that was inspired by song lyrics um, and it was just a great show <laughs> all right so with 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 something like that
0: how I'm always curious about like the thought process for like um, you're a curator you're an artist um, how did you how did the the idea come to be
1: mm. um, so well at, at Mount Holyoke specifically we had a um, Kind of like a student space yeah. that anything could happen in. Um, they would use it for clubs and different things, and um, and I would apply to mm-hmm. do this these like group shows and with artists from the five colleges. And I think really what it came down to was getting a community of artists together. Okay, hmm, sounds familiar. <laughs> um, <laughs> but getting a community of artists together, giving them a little spark of inspiration, mm-hmm. because I know how hard it is sometimes to just like sit down and you know get to the grind and right. make a piece of work out of. Out of nothing, it's really great to have a prompt, <laughs> right? And then have a deadline right. to have a show, <laughs> right? Um, so this this gave people those opportunities, and then brought them together for a celebration.
0: Okay, how many shows? I mean, and you might not even remember the amount, but would you say you curated like several shows during your your time at Mount Holyoke? It was like one a year, one a year. and then
1: um, and then I was also interning in the uh, art history er, in the art museum okay. um, at Mount Holyoke, so I was part of a couple shows there. Um, okay. and then after that, so I when I was it when I was interning? No, no, no. Um my my first year working full time yeah. at um at IS one eighty three, then um, Berkshire Arts Center. Uh, I was working on our faculty shows. (laughs) So let's
0: talk about that return to sort of this place that really was foundational in your experience. Was it easy for you because you had this prior affiliation with them to be able to come back and say, I'm here, I'd really love to be a part of the professional side of things? Um, I mean, I guess you're like almost a part of that community, that family.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I I was looking for an internship, of okay. course. Um so this was 2009, okay. so the summer after my first year of college. Mm-hmm. And um and I had been working. I I was really lucky to be able to see a lot of career possibilities. Okay. Um and, and envision different different things I could possibly do. Okay, um, future selves. Right? Okay, if you think about psychology. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and I was trying out a lot of different things. So one thing I thought to try out was the nonprofit world. Okay. I was definitely interested in art education, um, and was pursuing my degree in okay. visual arts education. Um. And and yeah, I mean, I applied <laughs> and and was interviewed. Um. And spent my first summer there. And it was just two weeks of um, being a teaching assistant. Uh-huh. And I, di- I fell head over heels. <laughs> I mean, it was, again, I was back at art camp. Um, I was working with a professional artist, you know, again, yeah. who's rock stars to me. Um, and getting to see kids be inspired by um, by this artist, by other artists, by themselves.
0: I can only imagine how that moment felt, because here you were, you were once a kid, going back to 1997, not 1991 <laughs> yeah. when you were a baby, <laughs> but, but when you were a kid, right? And, you know, just during that time, to, it's almost like, again, the, when we think about that full circle moment, mm-hmm. right, the circle is not quite complete yet, but here that circle is building and it's growing you're back at a place teaching yeah. where you <laughs> once were the student what did you what what was that like for you just to be in that position
1: yeah i, I mean i just wanted to be part of it more How? i mean obviously i i did did the two weeks and then was like sign me up for next summer please let me come back yeah <laughs> um, and did you yes yeah okay. I, I did and, and actually i think i can't remember if it was that summer or the summer after but then i returned as the camp coordinator so okay. then i was there all summer, um, and in working with the faculty artists mm-hmm. and kind of in, in more of an administrative role. So, okay. less of, you know, in the classroom. But hmm. I got to see you know a lot of different sides probably like how the sausage is made
0: yes. from a different perspective <laughs> yeah. because too it's like even you know even in the creative world you know the business has to still run yes. right and yep. so we all can't just be doing art yep, <laughs> or else the business will fall apart so you almost need to be able to have that um have that perspective and you got that so yes. you continued your affiliation with the Berkshire Arts Center um continued to grow yes and yeah. you went on to like, I mean, goodness, you were the associate program director. Yeah. When did that come about? I held
1: a lot of titles. So let's see. I, I, I was actually working not like very, very, very part time yeah. during college. Okay. Um and Hope Sullivan, who's the director mm-hmm. at that time, um, I mean she I don't want to say took took a chance on me because I can downplay myself, but, um, but but someone you, who she gives really, you are brave, yes, 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 and she um, she was very yeah. very interested in everything I was doing in school, and yeah. I, I even like wrote some papers about my experience mm-hmm. at at Berkshire Art Center, um, and yeah, I started to. I think we started to kind of work together mm-hmm. on curriculum, okay. and that's that was my first uh, job title in 2012 oh. um, was coordinator of curriculum development. Hmm. Uh, so that was working on our uh, learning through arts program, our after-school program yep. in the public schools, yep. um, and working to write more lessons for that curriculum. Um, huh. Work on teacher training and taking the uh, perspective and information yeah. I learned from like. Pre practicum and practicum uh, teaching. <laughs> yeah. this is, well, this
0: is so interesting to me, and here's why: because it's like you you you're an artist, but then you have to you have to put on sort of like this educator hat. Um, what was that like, right? Because it's it's such a I mean, it's a world that you were prepared for. Mm-hmm. It's a world that you obviously had the training for, but you also have this all this constant I would say desire to produce and create um, did that shine through in how you produce the curriculum
1: absolutely I mean when you when you're writing a curriculum you should be you know creating project samples Mm -hmm. and thinking about all the different modifications like you know how how will each very different student respond to this and how can we make it the most accessible and the most engaging Mm. Um, so I think you know I took a lot of a lot of like Lessons and ideas from my childhood, yeah. growing up, thinking about how to connect science because mm-hmm. that that those were the tenets of our learning through arts program. It was okay. looking at academic subjects right. through the visual arts lens, and that's I mean we just talked about it. Everything that I love, right? <laughs> so I was like, how can we make you know this biology subject um, like like creating a geode, yeah, a geode formation in uh, in in geology. Um, how can we make that interesting through uh, making felted geodes now th-
0: fascinating <laughs> to me
1: now with the learning through the um
0: learning through the arts program is that something that so throughout Berkshire county um, specific cities and towns or yeah we' we're,
1: we're across the county um so we're in I think it's about uh, 10 schools okay. right now okay um, and and it ranges throughout the years um, but we're Predominantly in in Pittsfield, okay. um, we're at Conti Crosby, Morningside, and then right now we're doing a program for Herberg and Reed that's at our new space. Okay. Yep, um, and and Pittsfield High School and Taconic mm-hmm. High School students, um, but th- we're at, at Richmond Consolidated School in Craneville and Undermountain. You know,
0: our it's I'm so glad to hear that, and you know the thing is that when we think about when sc- budgets have to be cut, the first thing that we know, oftentimes, it's like art and music. And, you know, I go back to my childhood, and I remember just like we had robust music classes. We had art. And it, it, I think these are spaces in which you get to you just create. Um, it's not rigid, mm-hmm. right? There is no test, no exam. I mean, I'm sure that if there's, like, certain structured things you have to do, there's, like, technique, mm-hmm. but... For the most part, this is a space where you get to be creative, and we
1: need that. Yes. Students need that unbridled creativity yes. and play. Yes.
0: So I'm so glad to hear that this program has been um, just a key part of our um, our local education. So that that's really good. I want to know. We, I mean, Lucy, your 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 roles within the Berkshire Arts Center have run the gamut. I mean, you probably have a whole list of titles that you can look into. <laughs> (laughs) When we think about everything that you've done, what have been some of the insights that you have gleaned from that time? Because here you are now, you are the executive director of the Berkshire Arts Center. So now we have closed, (laughs) we have closed that circle. I mean... I don't know if anyone I, who, have, who has had such a story as yours, I mean, where you have got to see the, the workings of the business from the ground up, yeah. even as a student, as a child, and then you're the executive director. That's a story that isn't often available because it's not the reality for many people, but it is yours. What did you gain from your time?
1: I mean, we often hear in, in the nonprofit profits, right? You wear many hats. Yeah. Um, so in addition to, you know, all those years and all those titles, like within those those titles and those specific projects, yeah. I was still wearing a lot of hats. I mean, hope hope had me working on grants and managing our project budget mm-hmm. for like pretty early on. And um and I think all of those opportunities yeah. definitely prepared me for like logistically for this right. job now. Um, but I think the Greater perspective of understanding everybody where where they're mm. at. You know, I, I do understand the intern experience. I understand how that can improve, right. and the faculty experience, and right. how that can improve. And I'm kind of always on this constant string of how can things just be better and better and better. Um, but uh, but being able to to understand and appreciate yeah. each of those different roles um, and the work that goes into it. I mean, right. it, it's truly unique insights
0: because I mean, you literally, when someone says you don't understand, you're like, yeah, actually, I do. I've been there. <laughs> I Me mean, not all, right? <laughs> <laughs> But
1: but, but I mean okay. you
0: you've been able to see it, you have this really comprehensive perspective mm-hmm. that not everyone gets a chance to have. And so I can only imagine that it enriches the daily work and how you your your vision for the organization. Um, you know, for my listeners just tuning in, my guest today is Lucy Castaldo, executive director of the Berkshire Art Center. Um and so we're just talking a little bit about her great career with the the uh, Berkshire Arts Center, which actually has spanned um, many years <laughs> and many titles. And so, you know, Lucy, you are in a leadership position, um, but you're also a practicing artist. You continue to show your work. I'm curious as to how you see yourself in your head.
1: It's such a good question, <laughs> Roberta. Um I think the answer is I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> um, I uh, perhaps I'm a creative that's okay. looking to spread creativity. Okay. Um, I think it's really hard. I just find labels hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to identify as an artist because I'm not. I'm not fully there. Right. And it's, it's you know always hard. You know, maybe for women. Wait, <laughs> to wait, wait, as a wait leader. When, you, when you
0: say you're not fully there, hold on. Do, does that mean that you have like a vision for yourself, like as an artist, mm-hmm. of like what you think of as like the pinnacle of, yeah. for of success is oh, that it
1: right. I don't know. I think there's some imposter syndrome here. So don't we um, all have it though? Yeah. We all have it. Yes. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. we do.
1: Yeah, but but I, I guess what what I mean to say is that, you know I'm not constantly making yeah. uh, at this stage of my career mm. and uh, and I'm not constantly showing, mm. um, but I am living my creativity um in every day i mean whether it's making our halloween decorations for our front porch uh or painting the picture frames that are hanging in our new space in pittsfield i mean the the amazing thing about this position is it it is constantly many hats right and they do span from like the very very hands-on to um you know right okay Yeah, (laughs) I know. No, no, I know. I mean, you have to like sort of do
0: everything a little bit because Mm -hmm. it's I mean, it's the nature of a nonprofit, too. It's like sort of all hands on deck kind of thing. Well, I mean, hmm, it seems to me if I'm unpacking a little bit what you're saying that I mean, you're you're in this great position, but probably that that artist that that artist is probably like poking out
1: like hey <laughs> i want to have a show soon <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh and i i do get to yeah do some of that through our programs yeah. at Berkshire Art Center. So for example, we just had um well last May now, yeah. um we were part of World Collage Day. Okay. Which I uh, planned with uh Brielle Rosati, our program director, mm-hmm. and Karen Arp Sandel, who is a fabulous local collage artist. Okay. Uh, and my first teacher at Berkshire Art Center uh-huh. <laughs> when I was in camp. There you go. Nice shadow. Uh, yeah. And uh, and that's a, a date we, we actually did a collage marathon. Um oh. so It gathered a bunch of artists together to all just sit and make and kind of have that again, like unbridled art making experience. And was it like
0: mixed media kind of collages,
1: or I mean, just whatever? Yeah, most uh, most everybody worked from magazines. I'm trying to think if yeah. anyone didn't. But it, it was like a lot of um, you know bringing in ephemera and, and different things from home. What's and also, that? Oh, like uh, like little um, maybe like a little tag from a tea bag oh. or a special vintage stamp. Oh, different things. You know, artists were always collecting. Oh, <laughs> it takes me back. Like as I hear the word
0: collage, it takes me back to my art class where we would get like construction paper and then we'd have to like cut out images and like glue it and they would say make a collage of whatever and um i think that was the extent to our collages i don't think it got really as fancy as bringing in like the nice little things from home
1: but yeah yeah. well sometimes you don't have those things at home but uh but a lot of these artists definitely did but then we had a lot at the school and that's um i think a a massive help (laughs) to to creating we have just like From like old encyclopedias and old books, and and... for people can people can use all of them.
0: yes, yes, yep. All right, so like (laughs) on you know going thinking of that, I think this is a perfect way to get into on the Berkshire Art Center's website. There is a simple statement, and it says, "Art is for everyone." Yes, indeed. (laughs) Now, um, I recall that a few in you know in a past article you had said art is for everyone. So what is your connection to this statement? Because it's simple but it's powerful.
1: Yeah. I mean we're we're kind of talking about my 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 roots and my Uh backstory, right? And for me, I never ever once questioned that art was not for me Mm -hmm. or um or I could not be an artist. That was just assumed. Right. Um and I could perhaps even strive to be in a museum. That Mm -hmm. was just never Never a question. Mm. And I I think part of that, too, was being um, surrounded by real-life working artists and getting to see that possible future self. You had that Um, encouragement, that nurturing. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And, and, I mean, my opinion is that uh, creativity and, um, you know, making art and making something with your own hands is an essential human need. Yeah. Um, And... It just is something that's at the core of all of us. I mean, we've been doing cave painting since, you know. Quite a while now. That's huh? right. That's right. I mean, you're right. We, we've always made, yes.
0: um, it's a part of who we are. And, and some, you know, I think sometimes uh, as we, you know, delve more into technology, it mm-hmm. sort of, you know, it takes away a little bit from the things that we normally do, like our handwritten notes and letters right. to each other. Right? <laughs> right? Something as simple as that, that um, really, you know, it's so easy to type something out, but there is a magic in actually writing a card or a note um there's something about that so you're absolutely right the the art of making whatever that is um it stokes something in the brain yeah and
1: there's a magic in making it and there's a magic in receiving yes um and and a pride and esteem yes um that kind of come with all of that and those were all Like that's, that's the major tenants on why Interlaken Uh, School of Art now Berkshire Art Center was founded. Mm. It was meant to be a space where everyone of all skill levels, all ages could come find their art Mm. and create in community.
0: So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, that, that, that concept of um, art is for everyone and the accessibility, Um, you know. Accessibility, accessibility, I'm sorry, is huge to you. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me what, influ- what influence or situation or moment really made it clear to you that while you may have had this experience where art was clearly nurtured and encouraged, that it wasn't necessarily the experience of others.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um there's been a lot of moments yeah. and I think this is something that I've noticed again maybe the only child mm-hmm. or the you know I was always an observer yeah. So, and I was always kind of thinking about putting myself in other people's shoes and mm-hmm. kind of thinking about that experience and why I'm so lucky um, but I think a, a big uh, foundational moment was in student teaching mm-hmm. um, and one of the schools that I was in uh, near my college it was just clear, like I, I felt like the art, the art class was just like ripped of all joy, <laughs> and wow. I I was like watching these kids, and they they weren't being recognized for individual individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very focused on like structure and making like in make, art. Yes, oh, and, like making the perfect pumpkin, and wow. then I see the art teacher like ripping their work off the wall that she had stapled up, and it was just like, oh my god, this was like this is not. This is not only happening here. Wow! And, I mean, this was in like in the <clears throat> 2000s. Um, How old were these kids? Elementary school. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Soul crushing. It is, and um, and I'm, I'm very happy to say like that's not the experience I see in our Pittsfield public schools because yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of those teachers well and we're in their classrooms mm-hmm. during our programs and um, and I think like where we come in is just trying to fit into what is actually a really great art program that's yeah. happening on a day to day basis. Um, but, but yeah, I, I know that both like the, the making, uh, the, the ability to have that unbridled play, that's not happening for everyone. And then just the accessibility Mm -hmm. to get to a museum, um, enjoy the museum, uh, you know, have some context around it and it's like a really good museum education program. Um, and then to see artists who Mm -hmm. look like you and who can be your possible future.
0: So you you recognize all these things, Lucy. So you, okay. Wow. That's really, I mean, because sometimes it takes a while for insights that deep to, to come about, but you, you, you recognize that and it became a part of you. Yeah. Hmm. I know one of the things that, and we've had conversations too, about like the Berkshire Arts Center and its location in Stockbridge and Mm how, um, that, for, for some members of the um, Berkshire County community, it, it it might have been a place that was maybe off the beaten path yeah. to get there.
1: Yeah, it's not on a bus route. No, um, and I mean it's not not hard to, not hard to find. No, but,
0: no, not hard to find. But, but if you have to know. Yeah, if you don't know <laughs> that it's there, because it's it's tucked away on this nice little sweet yeah. road. Um, but if you don't know it's there, then you can easily drive past it. Um and you know, I, I think the the Obviously, the work that they're doing is phenomenal. But again, it's sometimes if you know, then you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's even more reason why the Pittsfield location is so awesome because it is. Um, I think one bring to light the, the awesome work of the Berkshire Art Center, but it's it's going to introduce it to new audiences. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about. I mean, and the, first of all, there's so much happening here, and and we've been referring to it as the Berkshire Art Center throughout the conversation. But I would be remiss um, before we get into the Pittsburgh location to not even talk about the the big undertaking of the the season of the summer, <laughs> which was the renaming of this organization. That was huge. It was huge <laughs> because
1: everyone knew it as IS one eighty three. Yeah, it, it was a huge decision, and as as. Huge as it was, the it, it was matched in its broadness in yeah. the energy and um, time yeah. that went into officially making it. Wow. Um, yeah, I and mean, you were kind of part of that through the yes, ILC. that's through... <laughs> right. I
0: mean, it was, yeah, the inclusive leadership cohort, um, which was created by Bridge. Um, but yeah, so... What an undertaking. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. an undertaking. I can only imagine because here you are reckoning with years of a brand and a name. And you have a name that everyone has reached consensus on for the most part. And it's like, we're going to go with this. How is it like logistically wise when you're trying to now move towards this direction? I mean, obviously you see the name, the former name in a lot of old things and mm-hmm. communications and marketing collateral and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, so it's almost like are you in this space right now where you are you have your new name, but you also you're still like formally known as. Oh, for sure. And I think yeah. that's
1: going to last yeah. for a year, maybe okay. even two. I mean, we had such a robust history yes. behind us and then behind that as Interlaken School of Art. So, yeah. I mean, that that brand obviously was built up and, you know, really wow. intentionally thought about. So we have to match that with the new brand right. um, and, and how we're rolling it out. And I think, of course, the Pittsfield space is yes. a massive help to that. Um, yeah, initiative because we have a great sign and we're right on North Street, and you know it's going to be getting int- us out It's going to be interesting, Lucy, because you're going to have segments of the population
0: who know it. In different ways, <laughs> there's going to be like the folks in Pittsville who only know it probably as Berkshire Arts Center because mm-hmm. that's going to be their introduction to it. Then you're going to have folks who knew it as IS 183, and then you have folks who say, Well, I remember when it was the Interlake in school, right? You know, yep. that kind of thing. <laughs> so you're all you're you have all these perspectives that are blending in. But what I love about the Berkshire Arts Center is it's a clean name. That speaks exactly who you are mm-hmm. and what you do Damn. and what you offer. <laughs> we are the Berkshire Art Center. Boom! There
1: you yep. go. Yep. Right. Yeah, and that that quite literally was the feedback yeah. that we received. We did a number of focus groups, mm-hmm. and and the work for this actually started in the capacity building program through mm. Berkshire DeConic, which to to us at Berkshire Arts Center was kind of like part one yeah. of the inclusive leadership cohort. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, at that time, were doing a lot of unpacking and analyzing yeah. of what is our mission, what is our purpose. Um, and um, it's okay. <laughs> Listen,
0: this is the beauty. The beauty of conversations is sometimes we have the thought. That goes through our mind, and then the thought goes, and then we're like, "Oh, it was there." I'm trying and, to remember what the initial question was, and then, <laughs> and then it's gone. <laughs> but guess what? That's the beauty of conversations, and, and and it's okay. So we're talking a little bit about um just everyone, just the, the name and the um everyone coming together, but also the ca- the ah, the capacity work right, right. that um. <laughs> That happened um, to help get to this point where um, it actually became a reality. There was the Berkshire Taconic Foundation. You said there were some groups that were like that group work that was happening um, to get to this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we, we did some initial work yeah. that was um, more based in, in kind of uh, gaining community feedback in a broader sense, yeah. so not like specific focus groups. Okay. So it was more like surveys at different programs, yeah. our art town, which was in uh, Pittsfield on North Street, okay. that was a giant um, uh, life-size coloring mm-hmm. book that mm-hmm. you could walk into, mm-hmm. and at that we had a lot of community conversations. So we're like, we're gleaning all this information, yeah. and, and some of it was, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> mm. What is IS one eighty three? We've never heard of it, and that it spoke volumes to you know our Pittsfield population. I think
0: I told you this before because I'm <laughs> from New York City. Anytime I thought of like IS one eighty three, I thought of like Intermediate School right, because right. that's what
1: they call it like right. in the city. So yeah. I was like,
0: is it a school?
1: Right, and and that was that was intentional. The oh. the kind of like. um uh reference yeah. back to PS21 and I think like community school public school. Oh. Um, but but yeah, then we did a number of focus groups in in part two, uh-huh. the inclusive leadership cohort and the number one feedback cuz we we knew we were going into mm-hmm. it saying like we we think we have to change our name. Like right. we've gotten this feedback now for like three years mm. <laughs> of focused work. And now we are at this point where we think that's the answer. Mm-hmm. What do you all think? And if we are going to change our name, what what should it be? And um, the number one feedback was it needs to say yeah. who you are. Mm. Um, and I think our... our past name is so unique yeah also says a lot about our identity how do you Um, (laughs) honor that i if if i could ask about that how do you how do you honor the
0: names that came before um with this new focus how does that look like in your in just the way in your narrative
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it's hard to let anything go and Mm -hmm. and um and make any changes really yeah Uh, it's kind of crippling but Ultimately, we're not changing. We're not changing our identity. Yeah. Um, if anything, we're helping our community know more clearly what that is. And right. it's, and I, I I shouldn't say just a school. It's not it's not only education that we're focused on. Mm-hmm. We're also focused on our advocacy. And in order to even do education and these right. magical programs that we do, we need to have artists. Right. And then that means our artists need to be thriving in Berkshire right. County. So. It's always been in our um, vision statement, like, you know, list of bullets of, you know, why we exist as an organization Mm -hmm. um, that that we should be advocating for local artists Mm -hmm. and providing artists resources, different art events like artist talks, exhibiting artists. I mean, all of those things. Huh need a different word than school.
0: Yeah, because it's so much bigger. Yeah. And I think school keeps it confined, right, into this little space. And everything that you're describing is is so broad yeah. and so big. Um I love it. And so now we have Berkshire Art Center, yeah. right? And so we have it in Pittsfield and a new generation of folks are going to be introduced to the wonder, wonderful offerings. I actually had the opportunity to go on the website and look and see what the Pittsfield location had to offer. And I was like, wow, this is great. I mean, it really runs the gamut of just offering things. Like there's like bead making, I mm-hmm. think. Um, there was like pottery and different. And then you even have like drop-ins for families. So yes. what's that going to be about? Like
1: the, the family drop-ins? Those are... We're so excited about this. Um, so we're offering a, a free um, and we, we don't quite want to see families because it really is open yeah. to everybody. Everyone. OK. All ages, you know, multi-generational, yep. multi-skill level, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, And and I'm proud to say that our very first one was exactly filled with, you know, some families, some um, folks that we're meeting now from ServiceNet right downstairs. Nice. Um, you know, young people, older people, everybody. Um, And that's fantastic and as was our opening with mm-hmm. everybody sitting down and making art together nice um, but yeah so, so we're offering those twice a month mm-hmm. um, they are free they are a drop-in mm-hmm. and they're there's a different project like kind of prompt okay per session um, and that prompt is really open-ended so it really goes back to a lot of what we've we've been talking about it's it's not meant to be the structured cookie cutter you have to do the specific thing but it does have enough structure that anybody can jump in okay um so like literally anytime you go
0: to one of these drop-in sessions you're in for a treat because you never know what you're gonna get (laughs) yes Nice. yeah
1: yeah the first one was making uh fall wreaths okay and it the the outcomes of that ranged from like very uh, intricate patterned yeah. uh, wreath designs uh-huh. made out of like natural leaves, and to to like you know energetic scribbles on <laughs> construction paper. Okay, it, it all happened. Okay, um, but it was all one kind of overall prompt that everyone
0: could. And so form once everyone over. does their project. Is it like okay? You you've done it. I mean, do you you take it home? Does it hang on a wall somewhere? Where does it go?
1: These are take home projects. Okay. Um, we did though, and I'm sure we will do things like this again. Uh-huh. Our our opening event, everybody made a um, representation of themselves uh-huh. as a home or a building. Okay, um, to kind of represent our community. Okay. Um, I have to say, Br- Brielle, our program director, came up with that prompt, and it it really uh, garnered a lot of responses. Um, okay, and some some really introspective homes, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but those are actually going to be a mural that will um, stay in in our Pittsfield location.
0: Very nice. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah, I mean, tons of great things happening at the Berkshire Arts Center. Um, what's the feedback been so far? I mean, I know it's been relatively, like, almost... Because you celebrated your grand opening on the 28th, what's yeah, it? Uh, like, 30th, yeah, 30th. The 30th? Yeah. Okay, 30th. So, I mean, it was literally, like, I mean, we're, you know, it's
1: still fresh. It's, yes. The feedback has been very warm, yeah. specifically in Pittsfield. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, you know, walked around, introduced ourselves, all our new neighbors. Okay. And I, I'm overjoyed to say yeah. that it it's it's been an incredibly warm reception it's it's been like oh my gosh this is this is great for pittsfield this is great for me i can't wait to come over well it's Um, it's i gotta tell you how can we be involved too i mean having
0: um having an art center that offers classes is so important i mean It's so important. I remember. um, So, you know, for us growing up, we were like more arts kids, too. So we went to the Harlem School of the Arts. um, And so they had everything there. I mean, whether it was music dance lessons, um, art, um, you name it. It was a place where just art thrived. So I feel like every community should have a place where people can go and nurture that aspect. And I love the fact that um, it's right on North Street. It's accessible. So that's a place people can get to. They don't have to wonder if they're driving on a nice little sweet road down South County. Like, oh, is that it? We missed it. Turn around. It's right there, right? North Street is right there. So um, I'm hoping that people will continue to avail themselves of this awesome, awesome, awesome resource. Um, for those listeners just tuning in, my guest today is Lucy Castaldo, Executive Director of the Berkshire Arts Center. And Lucy, I keep telling you, if I am not pronouncing your name right, you got to let me know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Lucy Castaldo. Castaldo. (laughs) All right.
0: Yes. (laughs) All right. So, um, you know, we talked talked a little bit about the ILC and. I think we just kind of mentioned it in our conversation. But for those listeners and for folks who may not know, so the um, the Idea Institute's inclusive leadership cohort was um, we participated in the inaugural um, group. And it was it's um, basically a gathering I, of, of um, individuals who represent um, organizations and institutions across Berkshire County with the sole purpose of raising awareness. Um, and perspectives around the concepts of inclus- inclusiveness, um, diversity, equity and access um, and accessibility, I should say. And so, you know, we we were together for what, like a year, yeah. <laughs> a year. And we you know, we were we had a cohort going within the the, the group. So we were a part of a sub cohort and we got to talk about issues pertaining to um, accessibility and things of that nature for you lucy as a leader in this community were there things that obviously you're doing the work of course of the berkshire arts center and there were things that were happening um, um tangential to this but were there other things that you took away from this experience yeah i
1: mean i think this is a really revolutionary program yeah um Gwendolyn Hampton Van Sant mm-hmm. and uh, Ashante Renee who yes. are co-facilitators are brilliant women. Yes. <laughs> and I I think they really like spearheaded an awakening in mm-hmm. the county. Um they challenged Berkshire County leaders to reconsider how we're leading yeah. and what it means to be a leader. Right. And I think uh, for for I think probably many in the group, but for us specifically, um a lot of those takeaways were to slow down. Yeah. Um to be intentional to listen, mm-hmm. to accept making mistakes. Ooh, how uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, we had a lot of uncomfortable moments, right? didn't we? Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, I I think we talked a lot about organizations being on fast-moving trains right? and just going, going, going because, you know, we're all full of passion and right. we have to. And we have to keep that train mo- moving. Right. But... um I mean, that's certainly something I found myself on. I yes. you know, jumped onto this train that was running for thirty years with all of this really positive momentum yeah. behind it. Yeah. And um it's hard to slow that down. Um Yeah. I think COVID obviously had something to do with that, kind of forced the slowdown. Yeah, um for all of us, yeah. Yeah, the the timing was really interesting with that and ILC So much
0: was happening during mm-hmm. that time. I mean, I it was it was a it was a heavy it was a heavy time at, um, um, during certain moments um, of our gathering, um, but you're right on with the takeaways. Um, definitely, you know, one of the things I recall too is just making sure that the people who are most affected mm-hmm. are brought into the conversation and yep. not at the tail end. Yep. Don't make the decision for them and then tell them. Right. Bring them in. <laughs> right. right. Bring them right. in and get their feedback because they're the ones who will be most impacted by whatever that decision is or right. that initiative is mm-hmm. or that project. Um, and, and, it, and I think it, it basically turns the table upside down because I think the model of leadership sometimes has been sort of top down, mm-hmm. right? And then we decide and then we tell you what to do and that's it. And yeah. it's like, hold on, let's figure out, let's who's affected? Who's affected by this? How can we bring them in? Um, and we had such a great um, cross-section of people in our in our cohort Mm -hmm. i mean so i i feel like the expectation is that i expect to see change i expect to see how this will you know impact um these organizations and obviously you know with the Berkshire arts center i mean you know there was work underway but i can see how that has enriched you know the work that you're doing so um yeah, I, I look forward to, to seeing how that work progresses and the folks who will be a part of the new cohort whenever that starts. Um, I see our time is winding down, but I, I have a few more questions in my head for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who or what inspires you, Lucy?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I'll be I'll be corny. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to see my staff and our faculty. Okay, that's, um, not, corny. <laughs> that's not corny. We're very job-related okay. here. Um, I. I've mentioned many times now that, you know, artists to me are, are rock stars. Yeah. I really genuinely mean that. I yeah. think it's like the coolest thing that I get to I get to it <laughs> is work pretty cool. with all of these professional artists. Yeah. Um but also people who are so dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to see that every day, both yeah. in our, our administrative team and um, our faculty artists and yeah. then and then students who are really dedicated to, mm-hmm. you know, trying something new, stepping out of their comfort zone. Um, so, I guess the, the who or what is is really ultimately the dedication um, oh. that I'm seeing in our in our community. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, it's whatever you want it to be. I always tell, I tell my guests, I say, there's no wrong or right answer. It's what nurtures you. So if that's what nurtures you, so be it. And if you had to choose one word to describe you, what would
1: it be? It'd be two words. Okay, (laughs) there we go, two words. (laughs) It'd be uh, eternal optimist. Okay. Definitely. We need to have optimism. Absolutely.
0: And I think that continues to, it drives us. So, yes. Yes. Continue to carry on with that optimism. Obviously, it's taken you far. You have a career that only few few could dream of. You've been able to see the ins and the outs. And here you are being able to actually execute a vision based off all these years of experience. How awesome is that, Lucy?
1: It is awesome. We have a really... um, clear North Star. Yes. uh, And one that I'm really passionate about, so it's an easy one to follow. I wish you all the best. I expect
0: good things from the Berkshire Arts Center. (laughs) It's location in Pittsfield. I plan to check it out and I hope you listeners, I hope you check it out as well. So I just want to thank you, Lucy, for joining us today because you were awesome. Lots happening. And I hope folks, if they want to learn more about the Berkshire Arts Center, where should they go? They should go to BerkshireArtsCenter.org. All right, perfect. come visit us. That's an easy one, all right? That's an easy one so and you are in the brothership building on north street yep all right all right folks you've been listening to backstory let's hear it on WTBRFM, fm pittsville with roberta mcculloch dues of the mayor's office in the city of pittsville thanks for listening everyone and have a great day